0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Mouse More Podcast. This is Tony and tonight I'm joined by Adam for some news. Adam, how's it going? The and, news is hopping, Tony. How are you? It is. I'm well, thank you. We haven't done news. The past couple of weeks we've focused on the D23 Expo uh, and what's new in terms of parks and entertainment. And now let's get to the hard-hitting facts, the news. Although that was news. That was big news. Or no news, depending upon your point of view. It was news. It, some <laughs> of it was factual, and some of it was blue sky. You know, they gave us a lot of non-dates. Um, so, you know, there were announcements generated from the D23 Expo, but there's still a lot of unknown uh, components to a lot of those stories. Today's news, we definitely have, we have content. So let's head on over to Disney World, where it has been announced that the Festival of Fantasy Parade is being reduced to one performance daily. Uh, It did return after COVID in March of 2022, and it has been running twice per day uh, at noon and 3 p.m. However, beginning in October, it will run once per day at 3 p.m., which is the standard that it had followed for many years. But don't fear, because in conjunction with that announcement, They have announced that Mickey's Celebration Cavalcade will be adding an additional performance each day to the Magic Kingdom schedule. The new performance will be at 11.55 a.m., and it will join the other daily performances, which take place at 10.45 a.m., 1.40 p.m., 4.25 p.m., and 5.55 p.m.
1: Do you like the cavalcades or the parades more?
0: You know, I I do enjoy the Festival of Fantasy Parade, especially if the dragon is out and breathing fire.
1: Yeah, I do too. It I like parades much better. Uh, you know, growing up in New Jersey and in uh, you in Connecticut, although you've been all over the country, the big parade is the Thanksgiving, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So we always get excited for parades around here, and so the Disney parades are great. I do, and I of course watch the Christmas parade on TV, which isn't really a parade anymore; it's more like a
0: a clip a show, two hour, two hour long commercial. <laughs> yeah, but. Do My kind know, of commercial. If, if you enjoy the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, you need to come up to Stamford, Connecticut, because the weekend before uh, the Macy's Day Parade, they actually blow up the balloons and have them. Uh, you know, a, a number of them are in the Stamford, Connecticut parade. Really? Yes. Now, see, I thought they blew them up. They blow
1: them up in the Meadowlands, and then they to to test them, and then
0: they blow them up in New York City. And then they send them down to Universal.
1: Yeah, and they send them to Universal, except for the Disney Parade uh, balloons, of course. Right. Um, (laughs) I didn't know about the Stanford thing, though. That's cool. Yeah. So uh,
0: That's a good idea. We got that going for us, which is nice.
1: And uh, and I know that the—I shouldn't talk about this—but the warehouse where they build the floats is in Sea Caucus. And I can't tell you how I know that, but I know that. But anyway, I know I like parades. I was surprised when they brought the Festival of Fantasy back— that they mm-hmm. went with two. I figured it would just be the one. But two was always good. I, I The cavalcades are fine. I like the, the 50th themed one where they have the song. Right. You know um, what I enjoy about the cavalcades is they're short. The one had the the float had Mary Poppins on it, which Mary
0: Poppins, I love Mary Poppins. So. All right. Duly noted. Now, I think there's some uh, holiday news coming out of the Disneyland Resort as well, isn't there? Yes. Disney's Merriest Nights. It's sad news because they decided to not bring that
1: back this year. Um, that was an after-hours event at, handled in Disneyland, and they did not bring it. They're not bringing it back for this Christmas season. And uh, I did not get a chance to go there, but they had the, the the most important thing they had there was the Caroling Muppets on the omnibus, and I just hope that that returns at some point somewhere. I don't need the I don't need the after hours. I just need the um right.
0: I just need the Muppets singing well, Christmas carols. I think it's pretty interesting that Disneyland, you know, they they just started the merriest nights last year. It was a five night hard ticketed event uh, between November and December. And prior to that, Disneyland had no hard ticketed events. All of their events take place uh, during regular park hours as part of your park admission, which which I think is phenomenal. You know, when when you look at the holiday season between Halloween and Christmas, the number of nights that the park closes early because of these hard ticketed events, it's it's just staggering. Um, so it's nice that Disneyland for a number of years has been able to celebrate the holidays without, uh, you know, these these extra hard ticketed events. And uh, Disneyland has stated that, uh, the Disneyland Resort is still going to be the merriest place on Earth between November 11th <laughs> and January 8th uh, because they do still have a full slate of of holiday experiences. You know, they've got the Haunted Mansion overlay. They've got an overlay um, and show, I believe, at uh, Small World. They have their Believe uh, fireworks show. Uh, they have a, a Hispanic Christmas celebration over in California Adventure. So there's a lot going on there and and maybe they'll just incorporate the the muppet omnibus caroling performance into that
1: that would be such a delight if they do and and i mean they already have i mean it, so spoiler alert if um it was pre-recorded they weren't actually you know speaking live so they've recorded all of that i don't see why they wouldn't want to i mean just redo it they don't have to change anything
0: Yeah, it looked like it was fun. I I watched the video. I saw them do it. Um, But I I think it's a it's a nice little it's a nice little treat for the guests. Uh, Well, you know, that's sad and, and sad that that's not returning. But you know what is returning over in Disney World? What is, Tony? The Tree of Life Awakenings and the Beacon of Magic is returning to Disney's Animal Kingdom beginning October 1st. Uh, Those projection shows have not taken place since April of this year, uh, and that's because sunset happens after the parks close. Uh, So beginning April 1st at 8 p.m., you will be able to watch both the Beacon of Magic and Tree of Life Awakenings. Uh, Those are both projection shows. They do take place on the park's icon, which is the Tree of Life, and uh, that will happen every day at 8 p.m.
1: I usually don't stay till the end, Animal Kingdom. And I so I haven't seen them, and I gotta be honest, I didn't realize that they weren't happening. It makes sense that they weren't happening because it was too light out, right? But
0: I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize it wasn't happening. Now, why are you not at uh, Animal Kingdom at closing? Is is Animal Kingdom not a full day park for you?
1: <laughs> I uh, I believe every park is a full day park if you want to do everything. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily need to do everything. So I usually don't need to hang out there till eight o'clock. Okay. I mean, I I could, I should, but generally Animal Kingdom I'm then going to I usually go to Hollywood Studios after that or Epcot.
0: Okay. But usually Hollywood Studios. Alright. What else? What else do you have for us happening out in Disneyland?
1: Well, um, the Magic Man Plus, which has been in Walt Disney World for a couple of weeks, is now Moving to, or I shouldn't say moving, is starting in Disneyland this fall. Uh, We knew that it was coming to the Disneyland Resort, but we didn't know when. Uh, Eventually, they told us this year, and now we have this fall. So sometime between now, because it is fall, and December 21st, 20th is the last day of fall, whatever that day is. Okay. We We should be getting Magic Man Pluses in Disneyland. It does most of the things that Walt Disney World Magic Band Pluses do with the, the lights and the haptic feedback when you're watching Fantasmic or World of Color. The, you, you use your lightning lane passes, your ticket admission. One thing it doesn't do is it doesn't open your room, uh, your Disneyland Hotel room key for a Disneyland Hotel, Grand Californian or Paradise Pier. And you can't charge to the band. And you also can't use the band for, like, discounts if you have an annual pass or Magic Key, they call it out there. So it doesn't do everything that it does in Florida, but it does some of the things, which is good. And if you are thinking about going to the Disneyland Resort and using a new Magic Band Plus, they have a a hotel room discount available on select nights between October 20th in December 22nd, if you have a Disney Visa credit card, you can save 15% on premium and standard rooms at the Grand Californian and the Disneyland Hotel, and 10% on rooms at the Paradise Pier Hotel. The discount is available only on most Sunday through Thursday nights. So, non-weekend nights. Anytime Disneyland offers hotel discounts, they only have the three hotels. And they're all, all three of them are expensive relative to like anything. It's surprising uh, for me and probably, you know, you that they need to do that. That means, I I think that means that they have an intent, they're having an attendance issue Mm -hmm. and they want to, you know, encourage people to come, but they don't want people to come on the weekends. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They want them to come on the weekdays.
0: You know, they they may have a hotel attendance issue or, or occupancy rate issue. Uh, but one thing's for sure is, is those parks are usually pretty well attended because unlike Florida, uh, Disneyland is more of a locals park, uh, and, and always has been, you know, it's, it's right in the middle of, of Anaheim, uh, and it's not, uh, you know, and that's part of the reason why we have Disney world is because Anaheim grew around the parks. Uh, and if you leave the parks within about, you know, three minutes, you're in a neighborhood, you know, just walking down the street. So, uh. They do have a very loyal following down there, so it's not that the parks are empty. It's it's more based on the hotel uh, occupancy levels.
1: I can't speak about the Paradise Pier Hotel, which will be renamed soon to Pixar Place Hotel, but the Disneyland mm-hmm. Hotel and the Grand California Hotel are wonderful, and the location you can't you can't beat them. Um, right. So if you if these dates work for you, I would highly consider. Contacting a mainstream or a travel agent like Liza or Tony, and they can book it for you. If you have a Disney Visa credit card, if you don't have a Disney Visa credit card, you can probably easily get one. And I don't believe they have an annual. The one I have doesn't have an annual fee, and that's the that's the lower of the two. I know there's a there's a higher end one which might have an annual fee, um, but you don't need to have that one. You can have the the basic one. And um, they have cool designs, too. Like I have the 50th, uh, the 50th
0: anniversary, uh, Walt Disney World anniversary logo on mine. So nice. Nice. Yeah, we stayed at Pixar Pier in 2019, uh, our last time out in California. And it's a a nice little resort. Uh, And one of the new benefits of the resort is that they now have a dedicated walkway and entrance to California Adventure. Uh, so that uh, you know they they join the Grand Californian Resort as having their own entrance into uh, that theme park. so that's a that's a nice little bonus. And that's something you don't get when you stay at the Disneyland Hotel. They do not have their own special entrance into any of the parks
1: then yeah, that's yeah, and you gotta you gotta walk the, the length of downtown Disney, which is not long,
0: but it's tiring at the end of the day. It is. <laughs> It is. And there's soon to be a new option out in California because they are putting a Disney Vacation Club uh, tower at the Disneyland Hotel. And speaking of the Disney Vacation Club, do you know what has been refurbished in Walt Disney World? I know that uh,
1: Boardwalk is being refurbished.
0: Oh, it's even better than that. Grand Floridian is being refurbished. Well, let me stop you right there because you're never going to guess it. Mm -hmm. The Disney Vacation Club Goofy Van Billboard Uh, which is on property. Uh, If you've seen it, you know, it used to advertise Disney's best kept secret uh, and it was goofy at the wheel of the red DVC van. Uh, And after the tower of terror billboard was unceremoniously uh, taken down a few months ago, uh, people were all concerned that the DVC billboard was the next, you know, somewhat iconic billboard to come down. Uh, And a few weeks ago uh, they refurbished it. They started stripping the paint uh, and the uh, the red van is now a blue van. It is still being driven by Goofy with Pluto hanging out at the back. However, the windows are now tinted. So in the old days, you could see, I believe, Mickey and the gang inside the van. But now it's just, uh, just tinted windows. So uh, the sign has been refurbished but not removed.
1: That's good. Uh, oh, I like the red. I do like the red sign. But um, blue is good, too. So... In a world of losing Tower of Terror billboards, I'm
0: glad we keep the DVC billboard. Yes, between the Tower of Terror billboard uh, and the Stinkbug billboard outside the Magic Kingdom, it's been uh, a rough few years for billboards.
1: The Stinkbug. <laughs> I like that. The, the Bugs Life um,
0: uh, billboard. That was funny. That was the highlight of our trip when we would leave. We would always <laughs> make a loop around the Ticket and Transportation Center parking lot, on our way to the airport so we could see the stink bug blowing out, uh, uh, you know, stink smoke bugs uh, signals uh, <laughs> one last time before we went home. <laughs> so do we do we have any more uh, California stories? Yes, I have one more.
1: Uh, this is new um, in the old location of Lebat and Rouge, which was a dress shop in New Orleans Square. They have opened up a new store. It's called Eudora's Chic Boutique featuring Tiana's gourmet secrets. Did you get all that? I did. That's a mouthful. So, Eudora is Tiana's mother, and she is making dresses and other accessories. And Tiana has secrets that you can also purchase. Um, So, in this store, they sell dresses, accessories, they also sell like homeware, homeware, home goods. Home goods Cookware. is the name of Cookware. a store. Cookware. So it's got Disney-themed bowls, plates. They got some blankets. You know, similar things you'd find at like a Pottery Barn or something like that. But it's all Disney-fied, of course. So they didn't change. They just, you know, they didn't really change much of what was already being sold there. They're just adding a th- Tiana theme to it, which is which is nice. Right. Um, it's... From what I can tell, they're not actually selling any gourmet treats. Mm-hmm which is disappointing because I could always use some place to buy food, but we know that Disneyland is getting, it's either called Tiana's place or Tiana's palace. I think they keep on changing it Mm -hmm. restaurant near splash mountain, which hasn't been confirmed where it's going, but it's probably going to be the old hungry bear.
0: It's just my hunch. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see the new Orleans square section uh, kind of split its allegiance between Pirates of the Caribbean and Tiana because the whole new uh, Splash Mountain, Tiana's Bayou Adventure overlay uh, reimagining is is going to be occurring. So, you know, we're going to get a good handful of Tiana uh, since that movie is focused in New Orleans. Uh, but also, you know, the reason we have New Orleans Square there is because Pirates of the Caribbean was themed around New Orleans. And you may wonder why are pirates in New Orleans? Well, in the uh, 19- Nineteenth century, you know, pirates were uh, very prevalent. Uh, New Orleans was a very big port for for pirates. You know, we saw pirates
1: now as as um, as depicted in that movie with Tom Hanks. The Somalian pirates. Yes. yes we they do. don't wear the hats, though.
0: No, but they still it have is inter- teeth.
1: It is interesting how Disney leans into the still leans into the pirate, you know, story, even though.
0: Pirates aren't necessarily good people. No. It is what it is, I guess. You know, they're just misunderstood, as we're finding out about most Disney villains these days.
1: This new store, Eudora's Chic Boutique, is in the sort of in the back of New Orleans Square, near the entrance for Club 33. Not that we know where that is, because none of us have ever been there. But I'm sure you can find it. And uh, I think the cool look, the, what I like about New Orleans Square is that, not that you asked, is that there's a lot of like functional stores that you could just buy normal things mm-hmm. as opposed to you know mickey mouse ears you know you could buy a dress not that i'm buying a dress but you could buy a dress you could buy perfume not that i'm buying perfume and you know home you know homeware stuff so i think it's it's nice to have that change of pace if you ask me all
0: right good good to know um, we just spoke about villains a second ago, and, and that reminded me this was not one of the news stories we had uh, discussed talking about. But the voice of Darth Vader, James Earl Jones, uh, has officially retired as the voice of Darth Vader uh, after, you know, 30, 35. Oh no, God, it's more than 40 years. Yeah. He's been the voice of Darth Vader since uh, 78, 77. Uh, so that's 45 years ago. Um, so he's been the voice of Darth Vader for at least 45 years. So in
1: the Obi-Wan series, he was credited as a voice, but they also did some kind of like digital altering. Yes. Which I can understand. I mean, they do that with everything nowadays, like an auto, almost like an auto tune that you would do for music. And, and I believe they said, uh, he said that he would let them use, you know, recordings of his voice to, you know, continue on the character. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, he's retiring as a voice of Darth Vader. Well, Darth Vader is dead. <laughs> you know, technically in the timeline. So it's like, how much more are we going to? I love the Darth Vader inclusion in the Star Wars stuff, but it's like, I wonder how much more of him we'll get. And we have right. this new Andor show, which, you know, in theory, Darth Vader's around for this show too. We don't know mm-hmm. if he's going to show up or not, but same thing with the Ahsoka show that's coming out. Right. So he might pop up again. And, very uh, possible. I think the fact that he actually had to like announce this, I think that might mean that we are getting more Darth Vader. That would That's, that would be nice. Right. Because if because the, there would be no, what's the point of him telling us this if if we're not getting any more new Darth Vader stuff. Right. right. Agreed. Now, it could also mean things like video games and, um, you know, Disney rides if they wanted to, like if they wanted to use his voice for other things like in the void. I believe his voice was in the void when they had mm-hmm. that.
0: So it could be that, too. I could be reading into it too much. N- not that that would ever happen. No, no. Um, All right. So what do you say we wrap this up here with, uh, you know, like a lot of news stations do after they go to the main news, they do the weather. So we're going to we're going to go right to the weather and we're going to talk about Tropical Depression 9, also known as uh, potentially Hurricane Ian, uh, which is expected to hit uh, Florida, uh, the Tampa area on Wednesday, the 20 would that be the 28th. Governor Ron DeSantis has already declared Osceola County uh, as uh, an emergency, uh, you know, being under emergency preparedness or a state of emergency. um, And that is one of the counties in which Disney World exists. I think he Uh, declared all of Florida now a state of emergency. uh, Last I saw, it was 12 counties. Huh. Um, And Osceola County was one of them. Uh, Osceola County is home to the uh, Pop Century uh, and Art of Animation resorts, as well as Disney's Wide World of Sports. The theme parks are in, uh, I believe, Orange County, uh, so they are not yet under uh, a state of emergency. Uh, Additionally, the Walt Disney World Emergency Operations Center uh, will be meeting and is expected to uh, release information to the public. Um, you know, this is uh, not uncommon for Disney to follow storms. Uh, in their 50-year history, they have only closed five times for hurricanes. Uh, the first time was in 1999, uh, and uh, twice in 2004, and then once in 2016 and 2017. So they don't close often, um, but it—you it, know—there is a historical precedent for it to happen. So. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on this. And uh, the nice thing is once they do declare a state of emergency, if you have a trip planned, uh, Disney will waive any cancellation and change fees and allow you to change and or cancel uh, your reservations. Uh, So, uh, you know, just a heads up on that.
1: Yeah, I am actually supposed to be (laughs) traveling down there as of right now, Thursday night, 29th. Uh, for Epcot's fortieth anniversary on Saturday the first.
0: Um you're, you're doing that as part of the D twenty three gold member celebration,
1: correct? Yes, I did I got tickets. I got a ticket for the D twenty three gold celebration. Um we will I will save the well yeah I will save the details for that in a future episode, assuming I go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am um I am I am pretty confident I get I'll get there. I am unsure if I'll get there Thursday night um, mm-hmm. because, depending, it well, it just depends really on the path of the hurricane and if right. they close the airport Thursday into Friday. Um, if it, if it, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are on that. It's not my decision to make, but um, I have booked uh, other flights <laughs> to uh, hopefully, you know make sure to make sure I have a seat on an airplane that is leaving Friday instead of Thursday.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, well, as,
1: a, as an alternative.
0: <laughs> luckily, luckily, well not, maybe not luckily, but th- there are a couple different models, you know, one shows it making landfall around Tampa on Wednesday. There's another one that shows it, uh, making landfall just, uh, near the panhandle on Friday. Uh, so, you know, there, there's still a, a couple of days and then, then the storm, uh, you know, will move on its own and, uh, these are just predictions, so hopefully it it you know doesn't doesn't affect uh, too many people. Anybody,
1: yeah.
0: I hope we hope it doesn't affect
1: anybody. And if uh, if you're listening to this and you are in a evacuation um, zone, please evacuate. Exactly. You know, eat the thor- authorities recommendations and and warnings because uh, that's very important. And uh, a great place to evacuate to is Walt Disney World because if you, if you're driving. Not if you're flying, (laughs) if you're driving evacuation, uh, because they take care of you really well. And those um, those hotels are like built to last like big hurricanes. And usually by the time they get to
0: Orlando, it's not that intense anyway. So, right. Uh, that's probably a good point uh, to end the show at. So I'd like to remind our listeners that as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel and authorized Disney Vacations later. You can check out their website mainstreetmoretravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and plan your family's next vacation. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Which is our channel, the Mouse and More Podcast. And on behalf of my partner Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night.